Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, good evening, evening, and welcome, welcome. Nice to have you in with us. My name is Richard DeRaza Ewing. This is Game Face. If you are trying to figure out your recipe for making old-fashioned donuts, you are on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to figure out how to get snails out of your lawn, you are on the wrong podcast. However, if you are trying to get in-depth analysis on Bay Area sports here in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get an in-depth look into the view on national sports, once again, you have your game face on. I'm Richard DeRazor Ewing. I'm here with my co-host, Mike DeShue Schumann. Mike, what do we got? Well, we have a 49er team that is struggling. And uh, we'll talk, get into it in depth, but uh, it was tough to watch. Up in Seattle, they've always struggled up there, although they beat them last year. They're trying to beat them in Seattle for the first time, maybe in franchise history, back-to-back seasons up there. So I thought maybe not having the 12th man would be beneficial to the 49ers, but uh, they just stunk it up. Came back late uh, with Nick Mullins as Jimmy Garoppolo left with another high ankle sprain. And uh, looks like he's out at least six weeks, probably maybe for the season. George Kittle breaks a bone in his foot. He's going on injury reserve, probably out for the season. Now get this stat. With Jimmy G and George Kittle on IR, if they put them both on there, there's $80 million. Total salary cap, $202 million. 40% of the salary cap not even dressing on game day. So Kittle, if his salary kicked in this year at 15 mil, he played five games. He made $3 million per game. Wow. That's not getting the uh, most out of your investment. And then Jimmy G, you and I were talking pre-show, uh, high ankle sprains are tough to read. And they're, they're new to the NFL. You see them in the NBA all the time. Right. So when you're a quarterback and pushing off of that ankle to throw the ball, I just think they had him come back too soon. Mm. And, you know, when you got Nick Mullins making 800, Jimmy G making 25 million, that guy's got to be on the field. And I would have kept him out two to three weeks and have him for the rest of the season. Instead, they brought him back too soon. Now he's out for the rest of the season. I got a question. The medical staff, you and I talked, every player is going to say, yeah, I'm ready to play, but you've got to be, you know, you got to be a judge. You're the medical staff. Every player is going to say, yeah, I can play. So I think uh, the 49ers medical staff needs to be questioned on this one. And, uh, it was just ugly, man. It was just ugly. And uh, you as a, you know, huge 49er fan, it must have been mm-hmm. tough for you to watch. Well, yeah, it was very tough for me to watch. And I think one of the things that still bothers me is the fact that um, you, you look at, at Garoppolo and you look at the situation and because you asked me, you said, well, look, you know, what happened? What caused him to be on the field? And I said, well, obviously he wanted to play. But then, you know, you wanted to say what you said concerning the medical staff. 
But we all both know at the end of the day, it's the head coach who makes the decision whether or not if he plays or doesn't. No, that's not true. That's not really? true. So no. you tell me if the coach, if the coach says, I don't want him to play because it's a risk he injured himself and he wants to play and the medical staff clears him, he can play. It's up to the medical staff. And Kyle will say that. He'll say, hey, you know, we'll check with our doctors, our trainers, our medical staff, see if he's ready. If he's ready to go, we'll play. If not, you know, yeah. Yeah, the head coach can influence that. But no, they rely on their medical staff because, you know, injuries are a part of this game, especially this year. And, um, and that's with every team, well, not just the 49ers. Well, but we have to admit, they are the beleaguered injured team of the league right now. Come on, you're talking over 20 people that have gone down. That that's a quarter of your team. I mean, come on, you 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 don't have that across the league where 20 people on your team are injured. That's just incredible. Well, everybody, like for instance, last night, both teams had five starters out due to injury. But here's a list: Garoppolo, Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jalen Hurd, George Kittle, Jordan Reed, Nick Boza, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas, Richard Sherman. Right there, you know, there's probably uh, nine of 11 starters out you know with injuries and yes they have been and we've talked about this in the past where when you play in a super bowl you know you play a long season then you really have a short off season and then no you know uh otas or mini camps to get ready for football shape and uh, so as a result you're having a lot of these injuries so before we get any further though the nfl season of course in full swing do a little business here you're not at the game but you can still be in the action on bet online now Early in the year, I was taking the uh, points against the Niners. Later in the year, I was taking the Niners as the points started to shrink. I took Seattle last night. Um, with the, Given the Niners points, Just I just had a feeling. And tonight, I took the Giants to beat the Bucks, And the Bucks, and the Giants are up 14-3 to three on the Bucks. So, I'd love the NFL this year. All right. For game spreads, totals to a team, player, coaching props, who's going to be the number one pick next year? Is it Trevor Lawrence from Clemson? And 49ers can lose the rest of the way and maybe get a shot at him. <laughs> Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Call to action. Head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. So, uh, but as we get back to it, you know, Kittle, uh, broken bone in his foot. He's probably out for the year. And like I said, he played three games, made three, or five games, made three million a year if his contract kicked in this year. So now the dumpster fire we see as the 49ers has started a garage sale. Quan Alexander traded to the Saints. Fifth round pick. They get Kiko Alonso, who I always liked, but he's had some injury problems. Another wait, linebacker. Wait, wait, he tore his ACL. Uh, he's told, I think he's torn two of them. So, uh, but you could use him maybe in another trade because they didn't really need him at the linebacker position. No. So, but they'll take him to get rid of Quan Alexander's 12.5 million for the next two years. So they freed up 25 million for the next two years with Quan. Right. D Ford will probably be next. Um, Richard Sherman, I don't think we'll see him in a 49er uniform again. And they've got to create space because the caps are 202 million, 202 million this year probably going to drop to 175 next year because of all the losses with no fans and everything this year. Right. So the Niners are kind of, you know, they're at a point 
and this three-game stretch, Seattle Thursday night against Green Bay at home, and then they travel to New Orleans to face the Saints. You know, if they were to lose two out of three of these games, season's over. You know, so, yeah, they might sneak into the playoffs, but I don't, I don't think without Jimmy G or a lot of the key players. So maybe they're going to go ahead and start looking to, you know, cut salary and prepare for 2021 and make another run at the Super Bowl only two years removed from losing, you know, last year. So that would be the, the smart business move, I think. What do you think? Okay, but this is the problem with that. You and I both know in order to do that, okay, there's a key point that you have to have. You got to have continuity in the locker room. You're giving up all this cap space. Obviously, you're not doing it just to do it. You're doing it because there's business moves and things are going to be done to offset. So my whole deal is this. The real question is, we all know that after this season, okay, Garoppolo's contract's gone, okay? So the real question Well, it's not is, gone, but they don't owe him any money. After well, they don't season. owe him any money, so they can move on from him. That's my point. Right, right. Okay, so, so, so the point being is this. Well, wait a minute. Don't bury the lead there. Do you think they're going to move on from him? I, I, well, this is my thing. What have we seen from Garoppolo since the Super Bowl? Not he much. Hasn't, he hasn't been that consistent. And he's been injury prone. And there's been, you know, this constant, you know, question mark on this guy. And look, the Niners are already cast in on him. They put all the chips on the table with him after they signed that big contract. This is before they went to Super Bowl. So this is not about whether or not if they did, they weren't behind him and the team wasn't behind him. But at a point right now in, in this season, and I get it that, you know, it, it's a weird season because of COVID and all these other different, different nuances. But at the end of the day, you know, regardless of what's going on, once you get on the floor, you know, once you get out there on the field, you got to perform. I mean, come on. Just like, just like you said, every other team's going through the same thing. They're dealing with COVID issues and all these other things. So, so my whole take is this. If it gets to a point where they decide, you know, we are going to move on from Garoppolo, what's the direction Kyle Shanahan and the front office are going to go? Well, you liked uh, Matt Ryan maybe coming over from Atlanta, who, you know, Kyle had in his first Super Bowl loss. Um, and, you know, you could draft somebody, groom him under uh, Ryan. I, I just, you know, I tried to like Garoppolo and I tried to feel like he's going to be, he's just not that guy. He has no pocket presence. So he can't feel where the pressure is coming from. He, he, he's, he's athletic, but he can't move. And he's a, he's a basically a two read guy. If the two reads aren't that he can't throw the ball down the field. Now, granted when Nick Mullins came in against Seattle game was already over. Right. But why does Kyle let Nick throw the ball down the field and not Jimmy. You well, know, obviously, obviously, you know, you think about this. I think you're onto something. He knows that Garoppolo yeah. can throw the ball downfield. Well, and he's got to play because of his contract. All right. So, and, you know, the game was over. So, yeah, he scored three times. He took it down to three touchdowns. But, but Seattle's pass defense was the worst in the league. Yeah. And what does Kyle try to do? Run the ball. Look, that is probably the thing. Because I watched the game. And the thing that bothered me, I thought, you know what? Seattle's not doing anything spectacular no. to win this game. They're they didn't blitz in the first half. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like it was it was basic NFL football that they did. That was it. You saw, you know, because we talked about this earlier. You saw Kyle trying to run these trick plays and 
Oh, you know, it was yeah. like, I mean, like you said, that one pass to Trent Well, Taylor. the first drive, they tried that wildcat, and it ruined the drive. And the other one was Garoppolo roll, or, yeah, rolled out through a quick screen 20 yards across the field behind the line of scrimmage to, to Trent Taylor. What? Look, there was no way in the world. Two dumbest plays he's had since he's been here. There's no way you thought that if you threw that to Trent Taylor that you were going to gain some yards on that. No. He had, he had three defenders in front of him. Exactly. Oh, it's a quick screw, you know, if anything. So, uh, all right, here's my take on Kyle. He's a little like Bill Walsh was in his day. A great schemer. He knows how to get guys the most out of players, mm-hmm. get them open. But then he gets too cute for his own good, like those two plays we're talking about. And then Kittle dropped that ball over the middle that ruined the second drive, I think it was. So, and the Niners are horrible at come from behind team. I think they've come from behind. No, 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 no. And that's, that's kind of what I thought watching it because they were they were the announcers were trying to say, well, you know, if Mullins can get down there, I think it was like two minutes and 39 seconds left of the game. And, they, and I guess the Niners were going to get the ball again. And the announcers did something to the point, oh, well, you know, if the Niners can get down there, Nick and Mullins can score, they can get back in. I thought, no, the Niners are not a come from behind team. They're not. They've been behind yeah. eight times maybe this year and lost all eight. Right. So, and Kyle – you know, what's the old saying with teachers? Those who can't do teach, which is a bad statement because without teachers, none of us are who we are. But right. those who can't play, coach. All right, Kyle was a wide receiver at Texas. Chris Sims, uh, Phil's son, was his quarterback. And sometimes I feel like Kyle thinks he's the quarterback on the field. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's got, and as a result, he has no faith in his quarterback, Garoppolo. Mullins, he'll let him go because normally when Nick comes in, Nick's better off the bench, if you ask me, because he doesn't have time to think. He just plays on instinct. Right. When he starts, which we'll find out Thursday, we'll see how he does. But I think sometimes that uh, Kyle, I mean, his confidence in his play scheming is great, and it borders on arrogance. And Pete Carroll had his number, and Pete Carroll seems to have had his number. But uh, – I just don't know how to explain it. I think sometimes Kyle needs to eat a little humble pie and he's got to let Jimmy go. And it's not going to happen this year. He never let him go. Let him throw the ball down the field. Let him try and see what you can get out of it. You know, you're not going to find out unless you try. Right. So he had, he had the reins on Jimmy all the time. And as a result, I don't think we got to see him develop as a quarterback. So, so I blame is- this on Kyle, not yeah. Jimmy on Kyle. Okay, so, but now let me ask you something, because we saw the game from a week ago when he played against, he played against the Patriots, and we, I don't know about you, but I actually praised Kyle in that game, because he was down up some pretty, some pretty, you know, uh, I guess you could spend your point about being schemes, you know, that sort of thing, and Belichick was lost. He didn't really know how, how, how to handle it. But Patriots are a horrible team, but go ahead. And Miami. That might might be so. You might be on it. Okay, okay, I get that. But the thing that bothered me about this game was that it still it still appeared to me that if if the Niners had the ability to stop because see the defense had, in my opinion, they had they had some some blame to blame to you know, some blame to take on this too, because had they had the ability to stop the Seahawks were scoring. I think it could have been a tighter game. I think as the game went on, it just became an intimidation factor. It really did. Well, just because, because I saw the defense 
I saw the way Bobby Wagner was in the first quarter, in the first half. They were kind of average, kind of so-so. But then by the second half, man, these guys were bouncing around. Yeah, you know, they thought they were. And I'm like, wait a minute. They, they, these guys weren't like this in the first half. Well, they let them blitz in which, the which, second which make, half. Yeah, which <laughs> makes me think this was this became, in the second half, it became more of an intimidation factor, okay? Well, DK Metcalf, they didn't have an answer for him. He made that great catch and run. Yeah. <laughs> he caught two touchdowns. Lock it, you know, they, he's always going get, to get his. And, uh, but like I said, the, you know, I think the defense did a pretty good job on Russell Wilson, although Russell threw four touchdowns. He's thrown 26 man. touchdowns Russell, in eight. Russell's throwing four touchdowns to me. That's not doing a good job on Russell. And then you think about this for a moment. How many times have they sacked the guy? None. That's, and that's not a good defense to me. I'm sorry. No. Well, they had him under control, and Metcalf broke that one, and that kind of broke the game open. Then he made another catch down the field, which led to another uh, touchdown. So I thought the defense was hanging in there, and uh, but they, they weren't getting any help from their offense. And like I said, Kyle, you know it's the worst pass defense in the league. Why are you running the ball? You know, and, and Kyle doesn't make adjustments. His whole game plan is run the ball, play action off of that, quick screens, you know, with deception and motion, you know, you got to make adjustments. And they made no adjustments at halftime. Once again, the defense made no adjustments, you know, and uh, I, I don't see adjustments from the staff. And that goes back to Kyle's arrogance in that, oh, you know, and, and then Jimmy G and their quarterbacks have no options to audible. You know, Kyle thinks if I call a play, it's going to work, you know, so there's no adjustments as a result. So, I just think he's, uh, I don't know. I think, I think he's getting in his own way of this team being successful. Kyle Shanahan. I don't, I don't, and I, don't I know you think I'm hard, but I, I've seen it with Bill. I saw the same thing with Bill. You know, no, so. I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think it's still, at the end of the day, it, 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 it's about the meeting of the minds. I think the two of them, Salah and, and Shanahan, need to come together at the table and say, okay, look, you know, this is what we're not doing, okay? This is what works. This is what doesn't work. And we need to learn how to make adjustments, not just before the game, but in the middle of the game. And once they're able to do that, then the team will start to be able to adjust <laughs> what's happening in front of them. Because I tell you something, when I look at that secondary, okay, with six minutes left in the fourth quarter, I could tell. Their, their minds were not focused on stopping Seattle anymore. They weren't. They were, they were beaten. You could tell. Their minds were, they were beaten. They felt frustrated. They were tired. They felt like, you know, you could tell, when is this going to be over? That was it. That was the only thing that was on their mind. You can see the look on their faces. And it's, it's sad when a team has to go through that because, once again, you know, coaches are not stepped in going, okay, look. This is the adjustment you need to make because this is how they're able to get yardage on you. They had a play where I forget which one who it was. It might have been, it might have been Mosey. I don't know. But he played so far off of Lockett. I mean, he had, he could have drove a bus down there and caught that ball. There was no one near to stop him. By the time he came out of the roof, he was just making adjustments to get back to him. That's how far he played off of him. And those are the type of adjustments I'm thinking if you're a defensive coach, you need to tell your guys, hey, look, uh-uh, don't, don't play so far off this guy, okay? Do a little bump and run or play closer because they gave him a whole just 
like I said, almost 10 yards of space for him to make. Well, that's a defensive scheming too, you know, because you don't, as a corner, you don't get to come up and play man if you want to. You know, you got to play, because like I said, Richard Sherman hamstrung this defense because he could only play zone. You know, now that Mosley and uh, Verrett are playing corners now, Solid can do a lot more because they can play man. He can blitz. He can do so many th other things. So, but I agree. They were kind of uh, beaten down by the end of the game. I thought Mosley had, a, he was inconsistent. He made a great play on a deep one to Metcalf. Uh, he got beat, you know, on that one to Metcalf where he made the great run, but that was just pure athletic ability, you know, so. And, you know, at 6'4", 235, you think you're going to catch a guy, and he runs a 4'35 and blows right by everybody. So it was and, unbelievable. And, okay, but we both agree the the play with, with McKinnon, that was just, come on, that was ridiculous. I, I don't understand. Okay, look, if you're going to run the ball, you know, there's the age-old proverb. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you're going to run the ball, run the ball the way McKinnon knows how to run the ball. Don't try to get him to do something he ain't used to doing. That's the reason why that play didn't work. Well, and then Kyle, not to beat him down even more, but he's got like, I don't want to say a man crush on certain players like C.J. Beathard, uh, Trent Taylor. You know, I hate to dog the only possession guy on the team, but uh, uh, Tevin Coleman, he started him. McKinnon's been playing all year. Tevin's been out, what, three or four games? And he starts him. He blows out his – he hurts his knee. He's gone. You know, so what's McKinnon? McKinnon feels like chopped liver. Wait a minute. I've been playing for the last five games, and then – this guy comes in and starts, you know, he's got this, these man crush on certain players. There's five guys that should not be on this roster. Bether, Trent Taylor, Tevin Coleman, you know, and there's a couple others. And it's like, you're taking up roster space of players who could be a lot more effective. So I, I don't know. I just, uh, it, it keeps coming down to players, but I'm going back to the, the source and that's the head coach. You know, okay, there's so gotta be, and Kyle never takes accountability. Okay, you know, he'll so, just say so now now this is the thing because really Mike you, you like I said you played with the great one you played with Bill Walsh okay and and like I said you you got this reason why you, you got a Super Bowl ring because that team was a prolific team even though a lot of people didn't see it in the beginning but was there ever a time when the coaching staff came to the players and said okay look this isn't working what do you guys think no never Bill was the same way. Wow. He thought whatever he called was going to work. And Joe didn't have a lot of opportunities to audible, you know. So, you know, and, and, and if he did, Bill had it built in mm -hmm. to the play call against a certain defense. So if Joe came up to the line, yeah, he could audible, but he didn't have that kind of freedom that a lot of like Tom Brady would have or a lot of experienced quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. And I think Kyle doesn't have enough confidence in Jimmy to allow him to do that. You know, there's a couple of times when you could tell they were going to blitz. You yeah. got uh, Kendrick Bourne, who he had a great game, and Brandon Ayuk. Those are two positives. They both caught eight passes, and they're one on one. You know, audible. Or if I'm Jimmy, don't audible and just throw it up and let him go get it. Yeah. You know, and that's what you see with Russell Wilson. He throws the ball up, even if a guy's covered. DK Metcalf's going to go up and get it or knock it down. Kendrick Bourne would go up and get it or knock it down. Ayuk's got those kind of hops. So the one positive coming out of that game is Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick, two receivers who caught eight. I'm not sure. Uh, I think Ayuk was over 100. But uh, he's a downfield receiver. Debo's right. not even a downfield receiver. Right. So we're seeing why Kyle likes Brandon Ayuk, and I love the kid. He's physical. He'll take a hit. 
right. he can run for the catch, you know, so, but they just, he doesn't have any help. And now that Kittle's out, Ross Dwelly's a great receiver, but uh, you know, he's not a threat to a defense like Kittle was, you know, so I think they're in trouble now because they're down to, you know, Jet McKinnon, Jamichael Hasty at running back, uh, Kendrick and uh, Brandon at wide receiver, basically. You know, who do they have to that? Dante Pettis, they tried to showcase him a little bit. He fumbles the kickoff and hurts his shoulder. So you might not be able to trade him injured now. So uh, so they just have a lot of injuries that are catching up with them. But I just got some issues with uh, Kyle and his uh, borderline arrogance and the fact that uh, he, they don't make adjustments. You know, so – and it's, it's catching up to them. You know, they're 4-4 four and four now. They're last in their division. Rams lost. Cardinals were yeah. off. So it was a chance for the Niners to gain some ground. They could have been, you know, what, five and three, tied with the Rams for second. So uh, anyway, it's uh, a situation where they had an opportunity, that first drive. They're driving down the field. He runs that dumb wildcat play, ruined that drive. Kittle drops the next one on third down, and they just couldn't get any momentum after that. Well, there is. And they got the Packers on Thursday night who lost to the Vikings. Right. So they're irritated coming in. They yeah, need yeah, a win. And you're well, starting to... well, there is talk that they may they may activate Jordan Reed. Okay. At, yeah. At, well, at tight, well, they, yeah, they were going to last week, so I'm sure he'll be there this week. Yeah, we Mullins got will start. They don't, they don't. All they have is Dwelly in him. So yeah. So Mullen will start a quarterback. Uh, like I say, the Packers coming off a loss to the one and five Vikings, so they're going to be irritated, and uh, it's it's just a quick turnaround with all the injuries too. So. I mean, they could literally go 0-3 in this stretch of Seattle, Thursday night Packers, and then travel to New Orleans next Sunday. Yeah, that's it. It's have, over. You yeah, know, yeah, go ahead yeah. Start. That's right. Super Bowl hangover. And now that they say, hey, the Rams look down and go, remember us? Now you're where yeah. we're at. Yeah. Well, the Rams two years ago. You know, yeah. so uh, anyway, it's uh, frustration from fans like yourself, former mm-hmm. players like myself. You know, you had a team and, you know, if this team's completely healthy, yeah, they're a lot better team, but is Jimmy G still the guy? Yeah. You know, Jimmy G has to have a solid game behind him and I'll play action to be effective. He's just turns out he's not a quarterback that can go through one, two, three or four reads uh, without pocket presence, you know, and I think we're starting to see it. Boy, they got to make a big decision on which way they're going to go from here. Do you trade for somebody? Do you draft it? You know, Trevor Lawrence type, they're not going to have access to him, but, and let him play behind somebody for a couple of years. I don't know. So, but if you're going to make a run next year, maybe what you uh, said, Matt Ryan might be the guy. Well, this is the thing. If it isn't Matt Ryan, then who? Because you're going to have to consider that, you know, if they, if they do anything, they're probably going to draft somebody. If they do that, you can say bye to either Mullins or Bethard. I don't know which one. Bethard. Yeah, most likely it's Bethard. But but Kyle's got to lose his man crush on him. So right. But but the thing is, is this is, and you you look at you know what the NFL is. The NFL is two things that make a great team. One is performance. Second is opportunity. And I just kind of feel like the Niners' window of opportunity is gone. Um, it was there last season. They had the opportunity. They didn't seize it. Um, they had the window opportunity three years ago before they signed Garoppolo. They had a chance to get Watson. They should have. Okay. Um, then they wouldn't have been in the position that they are now because 
Garoppolo, excuse the pun, but 49ers fools go right about now, man. And and, and it's 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 kind I'd of I'd take Colin Kaepernick right now over him. Yeah, and it's it's kind of one of the situations where even if he comes back, you, you still in the back of your mind, there's a question mark, you know, just how good is he gonna be? You know, and and it's crazy. There's some people on the East Coast are trying to say that, you know what, there's a lot of teams that would love to have Garoppolo on their team. It's like really. <laughs> You, trade him. I, I, I trade this much. Hey, where are they? Because Dave Niners would love to trade him right about now, or at least towards well, the Well, it's a business, you know, and uh, I think Jeff McKinnon uh, tweeted out, you know, WTF on the trade of Quan Alexander. Yeah. And then everybody, I mean, that was just the dumbest thing he's done in a long time because everybody went after him. Oh, dude, you're next. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. been stealing money for three years. You yeah. Know, they paid him $5 million a year, and he hadn't yeah. played. This is the first year he played. Yeah. You know, so it comes down to a business. That's why it's tough sometimes to get a, uh, attached to favorite players kind of mm -hmm. thing. Right. Uh, but, you know, it, you're in this uh, business to win, you know, not to keep everybody happy. And uh, so we'll just have to see where they go from here. Well, this is the other part. The other part to your point is this. I mean, come on. Just last year, I was I was starting to like DJ Reed. And then all of a sudden this year, what is he doing? He's sacking the quarterback, playing for Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and to my point about Kyle, using your phrase. Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, two, folks are listening, Mike hates when two, I use your phrase. <laughs> right. Two fourth quarter Super Bowl double-digit lead meltdowns. And he lost two Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta and a head coach with the 49ers. And this is what I talk about. Yeah, he schemes really well, but he doesn't apply it during the game, you know, like most great head coaches. And that's kind of where, you know, we're at right now. So, yeah. All right. Well, we've got a few seconds here before we're going to, we're going to head out. So um, for the folks listening in, uh, Mike, we, we're going to have the NBA starting pretty soon. So we're going to do an NBA show pretty soon here. Um, and I'll tell you something, obviously the big talk is, you know, where, what's going to happen in the draft. Warriors got the number two pick. And the big question is, are they going to go with Wiseman or are they going to go somewhere else? Maybe we can pick that up next week. Well, I will say that you brought the Warriors up. They put out a New Jersey. I saw it. Oakland. Yeah. What was Where that was that jersey in the 50 years they were in Oakland? You know, they had the town. They had the city. <clears throat> Where was that jersey? And now they're in a $40 million lawsuit with the city of Oakland. In terms of back revenue, they're supposed to be paying to Oakland. And then they come out with that jersey. That's hey. just so chicken, S-H. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right? Okay. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I couldn't you know, believe it. You're in Oakland for 50 years and yeah. you don't have that jersey yeah. at one point in those 50 years in Oakland. Yeah, now you do it now that you're in the Chase Center where you're no longer in Oakland and you probably won't be going back to Oakland for some time. No, no. So, so I, I just couldn't believe it. That is such, that's such BS, you know, knowing they got this $40 million lawsuit and it's just, uh, I don't know, who do they think they are? That's it's what kind I mean. of a, it, it, what, what, do you, what do you call that? Matter of fact, we're going to have to stop the show, too, because we, we could talk another 20 minutes just on that. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so, anyway, uh, this is Mike the Shoe Shulman. I'm Richard Theresa Ewing. 
This is game Aggravated tape. this year, Sherman. <laughs> okay, this is game tape on the Believe Talent Network. Tune in next week. And if you come on, you better have your game face on. <laughs>